0: As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Hello, and welcome to Last Jedi on the Left Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron, and for this episode, I'm joined by Catherine.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Hi, you're most Welcome um so this week or this episode that we've got you on for um you chose hunt for the wilder people it's uh i mean it's one of my favorite films as well so as soon as you mentioned it i was just yeah okay brilliant we'll talk about that so uh, what made you choose this one
1: um why i some behind the scenes i sent you kind of a list of my favorite movies and this was one we we both really enjoyed i've Uh, this honestly is one of my favorite films it's one of those ones that I can endlessly rewatch and get so much joy from it every time which I feel is a little bit harder with comedies and because sometimes like when you know the jokes or you like know what's coming it's harder to enjoy them but this one there's just so much to love about it and and there's so much like heart behind it which is is something quite special I think.
0: Yeah definitely I mean I I 100% agree it's I think it's got a brilliant mix of uh, endlessly sort of quotable moments and lines that you'll just you can just reel off all the time. But it's also got that kind of uh, I don't want to use the word sentimental, but I, I guess it kind of is a little bit. It's got that like heart that you mentioned to it, and uh, and yeah. So I mean, fully in agreement there. It um, the film itself, for those who don't know, it came out came out in New Zealand. Anyway, I couldn't find a, a US or a UK release date in the on the 31st of march 2016 um so the number one to set the stage the number one single in the us was work by rihanna featuring drake and the number one in the uk was i took a pill in ibiza by mike posner i'm showing my age now because i have no idea what that song is to be honest me okay. neither. Yeah, yeah you're with me on that one I, I know the rihanna one so i'm all right there um and the Number one film in the US box office at the time was Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice.
1: Oh my God.
0: Yeah. <laughs> There's a whole separate podcast, I suppose, we could probably do about that one, but yeah. we'll leave that there for now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this, what was your, uh, what's your sort of memories, or at least of when you first watched this one?
1: So, I remember distinctly first watching this because I'm, I'm quite a film person and I'm quite like plugged into like that, you know, online world. Um so I feel like I very rarely watch something that I know absolutely nothing about or haven't I'm really bad for forming like preconceived notions about things which I'm trying to get better at. But um this movie I knew nothing about. I was at like my parents' house and someone suggested putting it on None of Us knew who Take a with Titi was I hadn't seen any of his other movies at that point and um, the only person I recognized from the cast was Sam Neil. and I I just remember like loving it so much endlessly quoting it like the next couple of days and like going on and finding like specific scenes that I thought were so funny and that I wanted to watch over and over again so I'm assuming part of my joy might be from just knowing nothing and having like the, an absolute blast watching it.
0: That's um, that's that's quite interesting actually because I've I've got a very sort of similar experience in that it was the first one of his films I came to as well um, and then kind of uh, went back and and backfilled with uh, what we do in the shadows and um, then obviously he came out with I think Thor was after was after this wasn't it that it came out with the first Thor that he did as well. Um, and obviously Jojo Rabbit and everything else since then as well so yeah it, this was the first one I came to and I mean it definitely set some lofty standards for his other films I think for me um, and I, I do enjoy maybe not so much the latest Thor film I thought that was okay fine um
1: yeah um yeah I didn't love that one um I think It's a shame compared to his uh, other work that he's done, Um, but this is definitely my favourite of of Taker's films.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm uh, we're definitely, like I say, with the with you on that one. Um, I haven't seen Eagle versus Shark or Boy. His first two, I haven't either. Yeah, you're same as that one. Um, I mean, what we do in the shadows. I've not really watched the show. But I, I've seen the film a few times. That's one that I've kind of watched a few times as well. Some good quotes in, and moments in that. But this one, like you say, has definitely got the emotional attachment that that one perhaps hasn't. I think.
1: Yeah, I I also think like visually it's much more interesting. I think he does like more definitely. Like I think the camera work he does in this is is really good. Uh, and like the big, the sweeping shots of um, New Zealand is, is like really beautiful. So I think it's like taking kind of the comedy of of what we do in the shadows, um, and maybe amping it up a little bit with like more hearts and more emotion. But also, I think I think his like filmmaking um, has I would say improved for this one.
0: That's yeah, that's that's quite interesting. I'm not, not thought of it that way, but I think there is definitely something to be said for that. I, I mean, there's obviously one direct um, comparison or allusion that's made to the Lord of the Rings films in, in yeah. this. But there's definitely some of them moments, like you say, where there are the the sort of big sort of uh, sort of helicopter shots, I assume they must be, or drone shots maybe, that go across the the, the bush as such, um, that do kind of make you think of that as well. So that's very big statement. I know yeah. that it looks like that, but... <laughs>
1: No, it does. And it also he does it a few times where it's like a 360 kind of shot of the, them walking up and then you leave, they leave the frame at one point and then it does like a big sweep round and they join the frame in another. So you can kind of go on the the journey with them. So those little bits like that, I think, um, I think it's fair to compare it to Lord of the Rings, even though it's a very different movie. They just kind of share that they are uh, both filmed in New Zealand.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, there's probably a name for that kind of shot. I have also got no idea what it's called. And there's, There might be somebody listening to this going, it's this. But it's used, I think, brilliantly as well at the start where uh, where Ricky gets lost in the woods. And it's just him just sort of entering the frame from various different shots, just obviously got no idea where he's going. Um, so yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that's a, a brilliant sort of um, visual uh, tick that he uses there Mm um i was gonna we'll we'll kind of uh move on if you're okay with the uh the favorite scenes what are your standout moments for you
1: so it seems like really slow to go at the start because so much of it is in the bush but i really love like the first chapter um in the house with auntie um and there's loads of different little bits there i particularly love the birthday song um, oh, and yeah. and them singing to Ricky, it's so sweet, but it's also so funny. And that that is one of the scenes that I like rewatched, like again and again after I had seen it for the first time because it just cracked me up.
0: Yeah, I, I love that. Bit. The absolute favorite bit in that is uh, when you can just see like Ricky singing along, even though it's just his own name yeah. that he's singing to, <laughs> and he's just getting into it. Yeah, I love that. Um, I think that, there's probably something to be said because, like I say, the anti character is not. Kind of a little bit spoilers, I guess. But if anyone's listening to this or hasn't seen it, it's okay. your own fault, I guess. Um, but it's kind of um, she's not in that film very much. It's not, you know, not too much to say that she's she's not in the film for too long. But she leaves such an impact on the film, and she's got some great moments in there as well. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's obviously a great performance as well by by the actress who I am completely blanking on her name. I had written written down somewhere.
1: No, I don't know anyone's names bar, bar Sam Neill in this, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, it's uh, Rima T. Wiata. I've probably murdered that, but there you go. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, up there for mine. I've got um, the scene. I mean, I'll come to it again in a minute, this scene, because it's also in my favorite quotes section that I've got. Um, but it's the scene in the in the little camping hut where the the uh the yeah. the backpackers or whatever come across them and kind of Ricky kind of puts his foot in it a little bit uh, by alluding that there's perhaps something sinister going on and he just has no idea what he's doing whatsoever.
1: Yeah. They're great again when they um come back and they're like they get hold at gunpoint because one of them has like rope and like some kind of tape in the bag and the little side eye between the, the three of them is so funny
0: yeah that's uh that's that's really good as well it is like a great callback as well and then even then later on when they're kind of helping out with the rescue efforts or whatever and mm-hmm.
1: um,
0: any any other ones you want to highlight any
1: when ricky goes to stay with the family for the one night and you get um it's all this stuff about the sausages and um he has that like little moment with the, the girl and she plays the guitar and it's very sweet. I think that's another like little calm moment in in the middle of the the film that kind of brings it together quite nicely.
0: Yeah, there's some really good bits like the um where he, he sort of imagines her like in a model kind of thing, but it's just the, the yeah. flake theme that's playing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> and then the uh the selfies as well that he takes yeah. with him and he's like, do this. He's like, take this picture of me. It's like it won't be a selfie then um yeah that's the other thing as well so I was gonna say we can we can um get on to like favorite quotes from it if you like it's fair to say that I think I could have written down almost the entire script I think
1: I know I know same I think the, the line that gets quoted the most which like is my favorite and I'm sure you have is the wanted poster bit where they're like uh caucasian well they've got that wrong because you're obviously white
0: yeah that that was the first one i had written down definitely it's i think we're probably going to say this is quote of the movie but uh yeah, yeah it was definitely the first one i had written down because it's something like um so kind of another thing to let people know is this is also uh, a favorite film of my wife's so when i said to her oh yeah uh from a podcast that you know, I'm going to take over an evening and we'll have to do this. But I said, but I will have to watch, rewatch Hunt for the Wilder People. She was like, yes, finally, <laughs> doing one that I like. So, uh, yeah, she was, but it's one of them that, you know, we'll also just turn around to each other and go, oh, well, they've got that wrong because you're obviously white. You know, <laughs> one of them that we can quote to each other quite a lot.
1: I wish I could do accents, and I think it's best for my loved ones that I can't because if I could, I would endlessly be qu- quoting them for the world of people. I'd be doing that, and I'd be doing a very bad Benoit Blanc impression, and that would be my dream if I could do accents.
0: I reckon with a bit of practice, you could maybe do one of them, but. Uh... Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, so I've got one of mine, I've got down. Well, so I had that one first. My second one I've got down was one of Ricky's haikus. Uh, it was "Kingy, you wanker, you asshole. I hate you heaps. Please die in soon in pain." Yes.
1: It's
0: just, uh, just kind of. He has that sort of sweet moment with Auntie where she's like, "Oh, oh, what are your haikus?" And then he reels that off. She's like, "No, okay, never mind." Yes.
1: Yes. I also like, he starts to explain what a haiku is, and she's like, I know what a haiku is. Stop.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, She sort of had enough of it by that point.
1: Yeah, it was fun. Um, another one of mine was the, I didn't actually write it down just because I was laughing, um, the Terminator one, um, because the a, a great character in it is um, the child protection lady that's chasing them down the whole way through and when she finally comes face to face with ricky he's she's like i'm like the terminator you're like sarah connor but before she did the chin-ups
0: yeah yeah i've also i've got that one written down as well uh it's paula isn't it that, done by uh, yeah. rachel house who yeah. i think i've only ever seen her in like this and thor ragnarok
1: yeah, basically same. i think
0: she might have some voice roles in some other work but she's like obviously somebody who works with with taika quite a lot so um but yeah i got that one written down because that's that's another one that again me and my wife look sort of you No, know, i'm more like the terminator you're like sarah connor but before she could do chin-ups and i don't even know if my wife's seen the other terminator films either so it <laughs> makes it even better <laughs>
1: um
0: pretty majestical that's that's a quote i have yeah a word that has now entered my everyday usage even though it's maybe not they're a right. real word
1: they're right though it's much better than majestic i it's great thinking and and it's um that's a nice scene between um the two of them uncle and, and ricky cuz they're on that that beautiful view and they have um like a conversation about like auntie and they properly kind of connect a little bit more about her death and then ends with majestical which is a great word
0: yeah, yeah, I know the one you mean, um, and then it, it comes up again at the end, doesn't it? Where they're they're on the hunt for the bird at the end, and uh, Ricky Ricky says oh, it's pretty majestical. Yeah. Um, one of the quotes I would got as well was uh, from from Auntie was, uh, "What do you want to do? Are you hungry? That's a silly question, isn't it? Look at you."
1: Yeah. <laughs> Just-
0: <laughs> Kind of completely takes you off guard a little bit because it's quite yeah. early on.
1: Yeah, and she, the actress has a, a brilliant, um, like, awkward laugh that she uses, like, at several points. It's so great.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, it kind of sets the tone for the whole film as well. Like, you know where yeah. you're at then.
1: Yeah. But then you also have, I also have with um, H- and Ricky, when he gets given the dog and he's like, what should I name it he's like I'm still thinking something fierce to reflect uh true nature either Psycho or Megatron or Tupac uh,
0: yeah and, and it doesn't she say something like what's a Tupac
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he's like oh it's my best friend yeah <laughs> which actually made me think of um Jojo Rabbit with JoJo like thinking Hitler's his best friend, it kind of reminded me of uh, that little thing. Yeah,
0: that's an interesting. I'd not put that put that together, but I can see the sort of correlation there. I guess, yeah. which no one's ever said about but, Tupac and Hitler before. I don't think, but
1: no, <laughs> but it makes me think maybe maybe Taika Waititi imagined that someone, a celebrity, was his friend when he was a little kid.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe that's like the the seed of both those ideas. Yeah. I can see that. Um I don't know if you've got any other quotes written down.
1: No, I did. Um I know we talked a lot about like the camera work already, but I yeah. was also a lot of the jokes I thought were really visual. Um Takeaway TT has always kind of reminded me as um I don't know if you're an Edgar Wright fan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that they they really use the whole frame um to to tell jokes and he so there were lots of little um visual jokes throughout the movie that I also really enjoyed just even thinking about the first time you know Ricky sits down in the house and he looks so large and out of place and then you know awkward but there's loads there's loads of little visual jokes like when Ricky is um living the bush life and like putting the makeup on and all that um so I think it's the same with I think this movie really reminds me of like um, the Cornetto trilogy, just because, in terms of like that offbeat sense of humor, but in also terms of like using everything—the the music, the shots, and the the script—to tell jokes. Um.
0: Yeah. Okay. I can. I, I again, there's something I've not really put together, but I can kind of see because, like you said, those I, I really love the Cornetto trilogy. I think Sean of the Dead is probably one of my top five films ever so um so yeah I can I I do sort of see that kind of it has got that sort of very similar it's not just line delivery there's also various different I mean it's it's up there like when when Ricky first runs away and she finds him out in the bush and everything he's just there in his hoodie but he's got one of those like very sort of mid 2010s fully zip up hoodies things that he's wearing yeah. And it's just sort of like you sit there and go, "Oh yeah, I remember them." I don't think anyone still has one of them, but I do remember them. And I did. <laughs> you just imagine him like he hasn't got a sleeping bag, but he's got a hoodie you can zip all the way up to the top. Like it's just it's funny little quirks that he's got in there.
1: <laughs> I was I was think it helps to the rewatchability of it um, is that there's more to enjoy kind of the it, more you watch it.
0: It definitely does because you always then pick up on things you didn't necessarily notice the first time or the second or, or God knows how many times I've seen it now. Um, The only other quote I had left um, was, and again, something that more I say towards my wife than she actually says to me, but it's that I didn't choose the Skux life, the Skux life chose me.
1: (laughs) Hi, right, is that a word that people use or is it just for this movie? Because I would have no idea.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I've never heard it outside of this film. If anybody said that to me, I would assume they were on about this film, to be honest. Same. Unless it's something maybe deep in uh, New Zealand culture, maybe. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Who deep, knows?
0: deep cut for us on the other side of the world, maybe.
1: Yeah, uh, I think there were lots of um, like New Zealand jokes that, uh, I don't know about you, that maybe sometimes are lost on me, but I definitely picked up on when they were like, do you have a gun? Where's, give me your taser. And he's like, oh, no, so-and-so signed it out today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a few of them with... Uh, Going back to what you mentioned about like visual jokes, because um, Officer Andy isn't it who's there with with yeah. Paula, the the no child left behind woman. Um, and there's a bit where they're trying to they're trying to coax in the the Sarah Connor bit. They're trying to coax Ricky with like a bag of like nuts and nuts and raisins and stuff. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then just every time you see Andy after that, he's just eating from this bag of nuts and raisins. He just like three <laughs> or four times after that um one bit as well we didn't mention uh that i absolutely love is the is the funeral scene because it does yeah. it kind of really plays with like say your your emotions and everything that you've got there because it's, it's you're really sad because there's a really brutal moment of when auntie dies but then like taika inserts himself in a sort of woody allen-esque way you know or, or whatever but uh he kind of inserts himself and he's got this ridiculous sort of speech about doors opening and is jesus there he's a tricky fellow, this jesus and it just completely disarms you and like makes you laugh and i think it's brilliant that scene
1: yeah and it leads into this kind of because it's a funeral it is sad it leads into this like almost dark humor because no one's at the funeral really there's very few people there and he does a call and response that like no one wants any part of um but it does just make you laugh even though you're like oh gosh this is this is a bad instance but it's still very very funny it definitely helps lighten um it is a breath of fresh air after very upsetting Uh, scene yeah exactly
0: the so i mean he does kind of play with this again later on just to to really pull at your heartstrings uh because and i've completely drawn a blank on what the dog's name is one second zag zag correct yeah that's it so um start that again so he completely kind of uh draws pulls on your heartstrings again later on uh the scene with the we see early that zag the dog who auntie and, and heck have he's sort of trained to hunt down pigs um but at one point they come across a boar and obviously zag goes after the the boar who's like twice the size of what he's used to and kind of injures and and wounds zag and it's a really tough scene to watch my again that so again watched it with my wife at the weekend she's a big animal lover so she's like i can't i can't watch this bit turns away you know and fully because it's it's a really brutal scene that one well you
1: just you just don't normally see dogs die in things, particularly when they're like have a name and have been in most of the movie and are loved. It's just it is quite shocking to 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 see them be killed, especially so brutally.
0: Yeah, definitely, I agree. I mean, it, I think it gets to the point where, and I'm sure there is a website out there of like does the dog die dot com or something like that, and it's just full list of films, and it, you can kind of prepare yourself when you go in if it's on there or not. Like, yeah does the dog make it through so it's obviously we're not alone in that you know there's there's a lot of people out there that kind of have that that connection and stuff so um yeah i i haven't got too much more else to say i mean obviously we both love this film it's yeah on our top however many (laughs) films each um anything else you want to cover off
1: Not really. It's just one of those films that I'm like that really annoying person that like loves to show people movies that I've seen loads of times. So it's one of that movies like whenever I'm like sitting down with someone and I like want to get them to watch something I like it's like one of my go-to picks to be like oh watch this with me please.
0: Oh you're definitely at home on this podcast then for sure. (laughs) (laughs) uh, there's, There's not much more disappointing than when you really love a film and you sit down with someone and what you say what do you think and they just go yeah it was okay
1: oh i actually showed this movie once um to one of my friends who i won't name um but we watched it with uh her boyfriend and then she told me she liked it and then weeks later revealed that she didn't enjoy it at all <laughs> and was that, just being nice to me
0: is that one of your former friends then is it
1: <laughs> never spoken to us since <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I fully agree, and it's also one of those films that, like I say, I watched it again this just weekend. And if you turn around to me, I, or like, or my wife or ever turn around to me and said, oh, "Do you want to watch it again tomorrow?" I, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah why never not? get never get tired of watching it. I don't think so. Yeah. So uh, we'll move on because, uh, as I've got with these sort of podcasts and building up the. The lists that we're doing as well so i we sort of came to an agreement i think between us that we could do chase films so because this film does have a a chase scene in it effectively the second half of it so we came up with a list each five
1: we did i've kind of gone they, they are all chase movies but i've kind of gone chase on the run you know like on the lamb with someone okay. chasing them down because like this or well, maybe the chase isn't like the main part of all of them
0: yeah it's it's funny because like i was coming across i was doing the list as well and you sort of go what's the famous chase film And it's like half of them were like this has a famous chase in it
1: mm. or
0: then and i was like so mine's a bit of a mix, mix match uh mismatch sorry of the of the two kind of thing so uh, we'll start off with your number five
1: okay so my number five I went with um Logan okay I don't know yeah yeah um I so it's the final I'm sure everyone's seen it but it's the the meant to be Hugh Jackman's last uh go as Wolverine and um he is kind of got to he has a, a a daughter that he didn't know existed and they're kind of trying to get her somewhere safe or he's being chased down um by by some very bad people and it's so i rewatched it for this cuz i hadn't seen it in ages um it's so good it's so unlike loads of other um superhero movies it has that real like western feel like which really merges with this really really violent um Action scenes, which is so at odds with kind of the movies that came before, but also really works well as a as a bookend together, and it's so enjo- it, enjoyable. it's not quite the right word, but it, it's so good, uh, and and I do really really love
0: it. Yeah, that's um that's a great shout. To be fair, it's not one I I've I've not even got it in my list. I don't think so. Um, it and like you say, it, it's it is um a chase really because it's all about him trying to get away and, and stuff. And like you say, it is unlike pretty much any other superhero film. I think we've had I'm trying to think now. I think so. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, it's a great shout and it's a film I really love as well. I think it's definitely one of the best, uh, one of the best of the superhero films. And like say it's got that weird, uh, Neo Western feel to it as well that I, I really liked. So that's, uh, it's a really good pick. Uh, my number five, and again, I feel weird about my order, but uh, this was my number five. Was uh, North by Northwest?
1: Oh, I've never seen it.
0: No, it's it's one I because um, I'm quite a fan of it's an Alfred Hitchcock film. For those who don't know, and uh, it's one I'm I'm quite a fan of Hitchcock's films, but I'm I'm I've only seen maybe half if that. Um, So this was one that I came to probably only a couple of years ago. Uh, It's got Cary Grant, who's sort of a, I think he's like a regular Joe type thing. And he's basically mistaken for a spy and then ends up going on this kind of cross country race. And the most famous thing, and it's probably, it's on every poster or anything, is the bit where he's he's in like a field. And he gets this crop duster kind of comes down behind him and the shot is basically him running away from this this plane that's trying to shoot at him. Um, so it's basically just about him being then on the run from the people who think he's a spy, but he isn't. And, and then it's always about, like, will he get the girl at the end? Spoilers. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, that was my number five anyway. Uh, like I say big fan of Hitchcock and it's... Uh,
1: I really don't think I've seen much Hitchcock. I've seen, I think, Psycho and The Birds, which I pro- probably like. Psycho definitely is like the most famous one, but they're the only two that I've I've actually watched before.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think now because, like I said, there's still a lot I haven't seen. Um, I'm a fan of there's Rear Window, um, which probably a lot of people will probably know from that episode of The Simpsons they did where Bart goes a bit weird because he's broke his leg. Very similar to that. He's got the telescope out the window and all that kind of thing. Um, and another one, because that's uh, James Stewart in that, and also another one called Rope, which was um sort of designed to be done in one shot, but this was kind of way before 1917, obviously, or anything like that. Kind of that when it was it's cool to do it now, whereas this was kind of in the I think it was like the 40s or the 50s. So that's my two recommendations for you on, on Hitchcock anyway. Okay. Um, so you go to your number four? Yes.
1: Yeah, so my number four is the feminist masterpiece that is Thelma and Louise. Um, okay, um, I don't know if I can this Amazing movie. It's so hard hitting, um, but it's also got this really comedic kind of undertone and it's it's a lot funnier than i think because it's one of those movies that gets endlessly parodied like talking about the simpsons parody they they also did a elmer and louise one um but it, it's 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 really got this kind of dark comedy coming from like how useless one of the husbands is uh but if you know if, Ch- if we're, we're talking about chase movies a lot of them are about freedom and this is really to me what, what freedom looks like to women and what it means kind of to them and it's from 30 years ago but I think it still has as much weight today as it did in the early 90s when it came out it's such a great movie and it's one of those that um, I think lives up to um, kind of the the place in pop culture that it has
0: um yeah yeah again that's uh it's another one it was one of them that i had on my list of film you know everybody's got that list of like people say you should watch this film but you just not watched it for whatever reason because there's like a million yeah. films out there um and it had been on my list up until last year i think it was when i watched it um so yeah i think it's a great film um one of the things I was going to mention, and I really feel like I can't say that, after you've just called it what it mm-hmm. is, basically, and that it's a feminist masterpiece. And I was going to be like, well, on my last episode, we talked about uh, True Romance and like Brad Pitt's small role in that. I kind of don't want to just be like, oh, well, I'll talk about the one guy who's in it. But um, I <laughs> but um, I think Brad Pitt is, is really good in, uh, in Thelma and Louise as well, because he's playing a role that he just doesn't really play much after this um no so, yeah. I, I
1: agree with that he is good in it he is, but part of what makes the film works is the, the smaller performances are also really really great and it's by Ridley Scott which I always forget and always confuses me when I find out because it feels so different to his like other bodies other body of work
0: yeah it's not really like much else that he was doing around mm-hmm. that time especially um no but yeah it's it's great and I think I always think that uh like compared to this, I know she was in The Fly, uh, which is uh, again one that I really like, and Beetlejuice as well. But Gina Davis kind of never really had the career that I feel like this film kind of promised that she would have.
1: I agree. I mean, if you look at, um, I like both of them, but I think if you look at Susan Sarandon's career after it and compare it, she's definitely. I think she's been a lot more high high profile
0: yeah definitely i agree with that um okay so we'll move on my number four is uh catch me if you can
1: that's my number three
0: okay that's so uh, fine i i was just wondering to see if that was going to yeah. be on your list so we might as well do yeah. it now because um, it would be your yeah. number three next number three, uh yeah. steven spielberg leonardo dicaprio tom hanks i mean you don't really need to say much else do you i guess but um, I find that this is one that's just like endlessly rewatchable as well.
1: It definitely is. And it's one that if I didn't... And I, I'm not saying this isn't an insult because I love this movie. It's my number three. But if I didn't know a room of people, I would put it on and be confident that people would like it. Because I think it's it's something that the there's something for like everyone like i wouldn't be worried about my dad liking it i wouldn't be worried about like you know my friends liking it i just think it is something for, for everyone to enjoy because everyone's so great in it it's such a fun story um it yeah, i really really like it
0: yeah that's um that's a good point actually it is one of them that realistically i think everybody should like which when you say it's a spielberg film i guess shouldn't be that surprising really because no. you know
1: <laughs> no that is yeah that's what he excels at
0: pretty much yeah um but I think it does have that kind of elements to it that do keep you coming back for more. Like I remember like the first time I saw it was probably not too many years after it came out. So I was sort of early teenager kind of thing when it came out. And um, and obviously I, I was like, I'm big into uh, comics and things like that as well. So there's the bit where uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, Frank, is, is using uh, Barry Allen as his a- alias. And I'm sitting there going, that's the
1: flash that is,
0: and then you realize later on that that's kind of where he's going with it and like yeah there's just so many great bits like that and it's I, all... God, that sorry.
1: scene that's sorry i was gonna say that scene is like one of my favorites in, in anything it's another one where if i just watch like a clip on youtube that's one scene that i'll just watch that bit of because it's so good and it's so funny how he just like completely bluffs his way out of a, a tight tight corner
0: yeah uh I get talking about like quotes from, from back when we on about hunt with the Wilder people quotes that we use in real life. Uh, the amount of times I'll just ask people, do you concur? Just, just doesn't really have <laughs> to anything to do with the conversation that we're having, but just do you concur?
1: <laughs>
0: C- clearly got no idea what that word means, but yeah. Uh, so if that's your number three, oh, yeah. we'll move on to my next one. Uh, yeah. so Next one I had is The Terminator.
1: That's a great one. That didn't quite make my list. I was trying to make it like balanced with different ones, but I love The Terminator. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, Great, great one. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say this could well also be my feminist film pick then because I feel like I have to uh, <laughs> keep, keep the end up now. But um, but yeah, and like I say, it kind of ties in as well to what we are on about before because this was before she could do the chin-ups, but she's still badass. Sarah Connor.
1: So, do you prefer T one to T two?
0: I guess that's always the thing, right? Which one do yeah. you prefer? I think it's a tough one. I've I've really really struck. I mean, you ask me one day, and I'll go, yeah, Terminator one's obviously better because like nobody expected Arnie to be the the bad guy. Nobody still expects Arnie to be the bad guy. You know, he's he's always been like the well, not all American, but the action hero. Mm-hmm despite what he wants to be in some films he's not american um but he's yeah he's the action hero and to have him then in that villainous role um i think was just kind of revolutionary for the time but that said like t2's got some just fantastic moments in there um so yeah if you ask me today i'm gonna say yes terminator is my favorite of the two but ask me again tomorrow i'll probably change my mind
1: it's hard they're also like is the, I know I know they're the same franchise, but they are quite different genres in that the first one's much more horror and the second one's much more like a straight up action movie um so I like both of them to be honest, I don't know when was the last time I watched them individually. I think whenever I rewatch the Terminator, I always watch one and two
0: yeah that's uh that's fair yeah I, I think possibly as well, I think two is probably the more rewatchable one um just for all the the quotes and the moments and the bits like that um it's interesting you mentioned about one being a horror and two being an action film because whenever anybody says that kind of thing I always think back to like Alien and Aliens which is then Ridley Scott again that we mentioned before and James Cameron who does the Terminator films picks up and, and kind of so there's, there's got to be something there that I'm perhaps not quite clever enough to kind of put together right now but yeah I think we're on to something <laughs>
1: We don't know what we're on to, but it's, it's, it's there. It's
0: something, yeah. <laughs> um, so you're number two.
1: My number two, right. I'm someone, I love highbrow okay. and I love lowbrow. You know i like I like the both, and I think it's important for us all to enjoy both. So my number two is Fast Five, because I love the Fast and Furious franchise, and this is the one that's the most like the chase a chase because it's got the rock hunting down the family. So if you're not familiar with the Fast and Furious franchise, it's the one in Brazil. it's um the one where they have to steal a safe and they drag it through the streets. If I could bottle up the feeling I get when I watch a Fast and Furious movie and have that every day I would be unstoppable because it gives me such a rough, rush of endorphins. Uh,
0: that's uh it's, it's a great pick. Um I'm very very mixed on the Fast and Furious franchise. I really like the first one for what it was worth. Um but I think that Fast 5 is the best of the lot. So yeah. I'm going to agree with you there and it's uh feel Like recently, it's kind of gone off the deep end a little bit, but um, as, as a franchise as a whole, but you can't really take away from that. What five they're did,
1: just, yeah, they're just so much fun to me. Like, I that you watch films for different reasons. If you just want to be entertained on a big screen, the most fun I have had has been in the similar in, in the cinema is where I go see one of these with one of my best friends and. Look, maybe, we might be quite annoying because people are taking it quite seriously and we're laughing at like everything that happens. But they are so fun. It's like fun, dumb action. Um, I understand what you mean. They are getting more and more off the rails. The more and more control that that Vin Diesel has over that franchise, I do not know what uh, Fast X is going to be like. It might be awful.
0: Yeah. Um, that, that very much wait and see, I think, on Fast X. But I'll, I'll still yeah. go. I mean, you still got to go and see it. He's trying to convince yeah. me that uh John Cena's his brother still. I'm like, sure, why not? Let's go for it. <laughs> um so yeah, I I it, it didn't make my list again, but it's uh it is a great, great uh chase film, I think. So and, and like say that that bit through through Rio is just
1: it's so fantastic. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
0: my number two, I think this is probably my best overall like chase film as such. Uh, I got Mad Max Fury Road.
1: Yes.
0: Um, That's not on my list. I do okay. know Mad Max. Yeah. Uh, in, in a way, like you could make an argument for like most of the Mad Max films, I think, as being kind of chase films. But I picked this one just because I kind of came to it not really expected much, going, okay, he's, he's come back to a franchise he was done with like 30 years ago nearly. We'll see how it goes, I guess. And then kind of was just blown away by it. I, the, the first time I saw it I think I saw it on a plane like in the head script scene in the back. and I was like this is the worst way to watch this film because it deserves to be on the biggest screen you've got with like yeah. surround sound and everything. I'm sitting there with tinny little headphones but I still loved it and I've watched it numerous times since on like big screens and stuff um, Tom Hardy doing a role where he doesn't talk too much but when he does he's muffled through a mask or something brilliant yeah okay he's done that 10 times but you can still do it pretty well here um and yeah and I just uh I thought it was brilliant it made me look at Nicholas Holt in a way I've never looked at him before
1: he's fantastic I don't know why Nicholas I feel like he's not been in he was in the menu recently is why why it's at the top of my mind is he's great in that and I actually don't think he's ever been bad in anything that I not at least that I've seen I don't know why he's not in more kind of um movies these days I don't know I feel like he's disappeared a little bit
0: yeah, kind of funny, really, because um, I, I first like, first time I'd heard of him or anything was... I hadn't, I didn't watch About a Boy, but I, he was kind of famous for being in that with the hat and everything. And then the kind of first thing I really saw him in anything was uh, Skins, the TV show. Yeah. So after that, he just kind of became, oh, that guy. But really, like you say, he is, he is a really good actor because he's in uh, The Menu and he's in the more recent X-Men films. I think he's really good in them. Um and actually I think he's really good in about a boy I came back to that years later and watched it I was like oh actually this one's pretty good actually and he's really good as a child actor in it so yeah I agree with you on that one um so then that just leaves us with what is your number one
1: my number one is um some like it hot um which if you're not familiar with is uh it's from nineteen fifty nine um it's Marilyn monroe i I can't remember the guy in it um he's also very famous but it's these two um jazz singers that jazz players that witness um the the death of someone and they've got to go on the run from the mob um so they disguise themselves as women in a band um and it's absolutely hilarious it's a great screwball comedy Marilyn Monroe is fantastic I it goes without saying that the american icon Marilyn Monroe is good but she's so funny in it um she's so charismatic every single time she's on screen um and it's just an absolute delight of a movie again it's one that i like was vaguely familiar with but really didn't know it and just kind of what my mum put it on one like sunday afternoon and i was like this movie's fantastic um it also has such a good end have you seen some like it (laughs) heart?
0: so you know before i was on about uh that list of films that everybody tells you (laughs) you need to watch and it's still on my list actually that one um, I think it's one of my mum's favorite films as well. So I think I might be similar ground to you on that one, but yeah, I've, I've not got round to it. So the,
1: the, the last line of it, I assume you will have seen it cause it's a really famous last yes. line. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. So the, um, one of the men that, um, has been dressing up as a woman has, uh, been like gotten engaged with this very rich kind older man and there and he's listing a bunch of reasons why they can't be together like smoking infertility and he's just got answers for all of them so the the person that's been dressing up as a woman ricks rips off his wig and is like i'm a man and then the guy replies with well nobody's perfect it holds yeah. up to this day very really funny. Yeah.
0: sort of very iconic last line isn't it i i have seen that that bit before yep. so um yeah
1: that's great um, it also is um a real kind of like if you're talking about like old cinema it's a real kind of in between between um the studio system of like the 40s and the 50s and like new hollywood in the 60s um because it kind of ended like the the Hayes code um which is like what movies had to like hold themselves to because it didn't hold it to at all, and it was like a massive smash hit, so it's kind of even in terms of like the history of cinema, if anyone's into that, I think it's a really interesting watch from that point of view also, and it's a really enjoyable film
0: that's really interesting, just because recently I've kind of been looking into that kind of thing, and it it's a little bit spurred on by um Babylon, I don't know if you saw that, that came out last year. I
1: haven't watched it yet. No. This is just a series of us going, it's on my list. Yeah. It is on my list.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's, uh, well, I mean, sort of peek behind the curtain a little bit here, but Babylon was a film I I didn't love, but I really wanted to, and I kind of thought it was a bit of a mess. So it's one that I'm going to like, I I intend to rewatch it, but it's like three hours long. And like, who's got time to be rewatching a three hours film that they don't necessarily know that they love. Um, So yeah, but, but that's kind of set in the twenties and it's just kind of before the introduction of the Hays Code and the reasons around why that was brought in and and everything that changed with transition to talking films and stuff. So between that and like the history of the Hays Code and then, Transition into New Hollywood and then, like Easy Rider and stuff like that as well. It's something I've just been reading up a lot, a lot about a lot recently. So that's uh, it, it's bumped some like it Heart up my watch mm. list a bit. That as your your recommendation there.
1: <laughs> it is a great film, but yeah, also important for for cinematic kind of uh, history, particularly American cinema. Yeah,
0: yeah. that's that's interesting. Um, so my number one. Um, is the French connection.
1: I've not seen this movie. Okay,
0: cool. Uh, <laughs> no worries, but it's, um, it, it's by, so again, this, this was another one of them that was on my list, like that same list that I keep mentioning. It'd been on there for absolutely ages. Um, And then I saw it was on Disney plus basically for the UK listeners anyway. Um, So it's William Friedkin who famously did the exorcist amongst other things. Um, basically, uh, his, him film, uh, with Gene Hackman in the starring role. And it's basically all about, he's like trying to track down this drug dealer. Um, and it has, but there is sort of elements of the, there's a lot of elements of like, sort of procedural about it, where it's like him just having to file paperwork and stuff. It's sort of elements of like realistic. But then there's also like a very famous uh, chase in it. So this is one of them that's more, it's not so much the entire film as the chase, but it's got like a very famous chase to it where um, it's sort of him just very recklessly driving through like these sort of elevated subway tracks and stuff like that. And uh, it's one of them that even if you've not seen the film, you might've seen clips of it or something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and, and I think the film is fantastic because it's got like Gene Hackman's playing this real sort of arsehole character, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, it doesn't want to paint him in this kind of, you know, uh, sometimes you get these kind of police films where they're like portrayed as like or heroes practically. And that's not at all what he's doing with this. Um, but yeah, it's uh, definitely one that I'd recommend for for those who haven't seen it. It's, um, it's a really just fantastic film I think and yeah yeah I've got a few honorable mentions I don't know if you had a few any there
1: oh I've not got them written down um okay. you you go you go
0: yeah so um the one that like this was like the one that just missed the cut off on my list uh that was no country for old men yeah yeah um yeah, that's good sort of chase-ish kind of like like we've kind of mentioned where it's it's about uh josh brolin's character finds it's a case full of cash and, and and basically tries to to make a runaway with it and then gets chased down by javier bardem and his uh his cattle gun in very famous role um so yeah, it's it's based on a book by uh, Cormac McCarthy, who a lot of people a lot of people can kind of swear by. Um, I've never quite got into his books, but I seem to like all the things that are adapted into films of his anyway. So, so yeah, that was my first one. Um, I'd also got The Fugitive down.
1: Yeah, I debated The Fugitive. Uh, but it's one of those that I, I have watched it and i have liked it but i don't know how much of like me liking it is it's um one of my dad's favorite movies so i don't know if i remove that i would um enjoy it quite as much as uh, i have done
0: heavily influenced by that for sure yeah. uh, the other thing with that is you know before you mentioned about how you can't do accents but mm. you must have tried at some point to do a tommy lee jones voice saying i don't care
1: if you're trying to get me to do this on the podcast, it will not happen. I will not be recorded doing an accent.
0: That's all right because I'm not doing it either. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> move on to uh, the next one. Was Bullet uh, Steve McQueen again? That's another one. Kind of, it's not really a, a chase film. It's more of a police film, but it's there's a very famous chase with him in uh, basically driving through San Francisco. So for anybody who's seen like. Any film in San Francisco, they know that there's a lot of like steep hills, and they've basically taken this car off like jumps on these steep hills and stuff. And it goes on for like what feels like half the film. Um, but that's that's really good. Um, two that I've got left I've got Jewel, which was one that I hadn't seen before but watched in preparation for this. It's Steven Spielberg's first film that he ever made, and it's basically about a guy who is just driving along and he's trying to be basically rammed off the road by a truck. You never see the driver of the truck. You just literally see this truck that's constantly like just getting up close to him and like touching the back of his bumper. And it just progressively gets worse and worse. Kind of reminds you a little bit. If you've ever seen uh, National Lampoon's Christmas vacation. Yeah. The start of that. It's like that, but just like deadly serious throughout. Um, it's, it's like an hour and a half. um,
1: it is, and it's a Spielberg.
0: Yes, yeah. I think it was originally made for TV. Um,
1: right, because I've literally never heard of it.
0: Yeah, so it was. It's. I'm sure it's his. his first first film that like I say he ever made. So it's it's kind of you know way before Jaws and, and ET and everything like that. So right at the start of the 70s. Um. So yeah, I want to track down. I think it, it is out there somewhere. I can't think where now, but um. One track down, like I say. Um, it's, it's an interesting film. And it kind of has a little bit got in common with my last honorable mention, uh, which is a film called Road Games. No, Again, I didn't think seen. that's uh, fair. This was my obscure, but this was my, mm-hmm. you know, odd one to pick out. It's uh, Stacey Keech is the main guy in it. And he's, a, he's the truck driver in this one. Um, but it's basically he's out on the road and he hears over the radio about basically like there's this guy that's out there killing women who are hitchhiking. Um, And he kind of has this like cat and mouse thing with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis as well, because she plays a female hitchhiker in it. So he like picks her up at various different points and, and drops her off. And then basically he sort of figures out who this guy who's on the road is, who is killing these women basically and then like tries to save jamie lee curtis from this this guy it's really like cat and mouse sort of element to it type thing um it's all uh, australian as well so there was something kind of i think it fits into a genre called ausploitation um so it's kind of this (laughs) yeah this sort of like grimy kind of exploitation type thing but very australian as well despite the fact i don't think anyone in it is australian or at least those two aren't anyway um so yeah by a guy called uh richard franklin as well uh, not a name i'm all that familiar with i just know that he did this and um, psycho 2 which is that. underrated i'm gonna say that but yeah th- those are the the only other ones i had written down uh there was a few that i was kind of meaning to check out but I never got around to mm-hmm. in, in preparation for this so i can't necessarily give them as recommendations but um but yeah, I don't know if you've got any others that you can kind of, you've thought of
1: or... Not, not on hand. Not, not to sorry. put you on the spot. Sorry, I just kind of <laughs> have my little list with me. <laughs> no, not on hand. I can't remember what I was debating, but there were, were a few others that is not helpful right now.
0: No worries. No worries. Um, well, I think that kind of that sums up our list anyway. Um,
1: I'm glad we didn't have um, a lot of crossover. We just, we just had Catch Me If You Can. I was a bit like... When I was putting it together, I was like, oh, I want to try and make it, you know, yeah, it lots it. of different types of films. <laughs> We've
0: done quite well there, actually, as well. It seemed to yeah. work out, like I say, on the, f- the first one of these, uh, we did bug films and mm-hmm. far too much crossover. There's not that many bug films, as it turns <laughs> out. So we had a lot of crossover on that one. Um, and then the last one we did, uh, there was a-, a couple that crossed over again, like very similar to this, but we- I seem to have been doing okay with that. So that's, uh, that's gone quite well. So um, thanks, for- thanks for coming on
1: thank you for having me yes
0: that's, that's fine uh you want to got plugs for your
1: yes so i have a podcast it is called missing mystic falls um as i mentioned i'm someone that likes both high and lowbrow this is our lowbrow because it is a vampire diaries rewatch podcast um where we go through the show every single episode i do it with two of my best friends um like to think funny takes and as you may have learned from this slight feminism feminist critiques uh for 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 a show from the the mid-2000s um so you can find us wherever you get your your podcasts um we're also on twitter at miss mystic pod and missing mystic falls pod on instagram
0: brilliant um i've never watched that show but
1: but otherwise it sounds brilliant (laughs) you'd be very welcome to watch one episode and come in the pod and we can get a completely cold take on the show
0: that could be quite interesting but <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll have a think about that one i think so um but yeah. yes yeah thanks for coming on um and for everyone else we'll see you soon bye,
1: bye.